Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just got back from seeing The Book of Life. It's the Halloween season and there's actually surprisingly a very low amount of horror films in for Halloween. I don't know if you've noticed that. So we were struggling to actually see things that were Halloween themed and we were actually kind of tempted to just watch do what we did last year which was watch something from the 70s. That involved a lot of gratuitous nudity. nudity. <laughs> Instead, we picked a kid's movie. Eh. And I don't know if it's better or worse than what it says about us. To put it into the basis content, because... Yeah. Just to sum it up. Uh, two extra planar beings. Two gods. Um, La Morita and Zabulba. Zabulba, yeah. Um, You're better with the Basically, they too. have... One rules over the land of the... Remembered. Remembered, where people who die and are remembered uh, live happy, and then... The Land of the Forgotten. The Land of the Forgotten. Anyway, they have a wager, because I guess Zabulba is unhappy being the Land of Forgotten, because it looks pretty shitty. <laughs> so they have a bet, and they see these three kids playing, and there's a girl, and two boys, and basically they have a bet over which boy will end up marrying the girl. And if Huerta wins, uh, he has to stop trying to Interfere. mess with mortals and complaining to her. And if she went, or if and he wins, he gets to roll over the land of the remembered, and okay. it follows them as they grow up. And well, it follows them for a while as a kid, then it kind of jumps to you know a little montage of growing up, and then most of the movie is actually about them in the adult stages. Yeah, and then like how this bet's going to be resolved. And, and this movie is like not defense. I won't say like defense because I knew something wrong. But there's a lot going on here. There's actually a lot of depth to the characters and a lot to the story. It's a love triangle. It's very simple in that regard, but there's a lot of the movie, um, I don't think the best way to say this, but uh, because the story, it's not a traditional Halloween story, it's, again, it's more closely related to... Uh, Day of the Dead. It's not really Halloween, it's Day of the Dead, which is later, but I guess uh, Americans don't really have, like, we don't really have a Day of the Dead celebration except for Halloween. It's about as close as we get. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of comes out here, it, it comes out towards Halloween here, and we thought to check it out instead. Art direction. I will still start art direction because that's I think this movie's biggest selling point. Being an it's, animated film, yeah. Being an animated film, and it's so visually different from anything you've ever seen. I want to be straight up. I kept thinking Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata. <laughs> that may or may not be stereotyping. Uh, well, no, it's the colors. I was it, actually thinking, and even some of the movements. I was yeah. actually thinking more uh, Grim Fandango. No, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Old PC adventure game, Lucas uh, art, Lucas Arts game, but yeah, I think I think they're celebrating the same thing. So there's a lot of the similar in the arts. So it's, yeah. Being connected to the Day of the Dead, there's a lot of uh, and so, being very Mexican. Yeah. It's a very Mexican uh, film. It is, and a lot of its themes, and it comes into the visual design. Yeah, but it, I, I I think it looks really stellar. I actually really do. The characters are all done up, except for the three gods. They're different, but everyone else looks like a wooden doll. Like they've got the finger joints, they've got the spaces, but not got... so like weird. That's like in that uncanny, that weirdness. Like um, there were some scenes in Hell where they had like marionettes, not like that. They, they looked... were they were straight up marionette scenes, though. Yeah, these they? are these are characters that are alive and talking and beings, but they have marionette like characteristics to them. I remember this one scene where it zoomed, like it goes by a hand there, and he grabs the you guitar. can see the yeah, and you can see like the grain, like the way the grain of the, the wood metal is going, connecting his and the metal, metal joints. joints. Yeah, 
the yeah. two principal characters, uh, Manolo and uh, Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. Are are made of blocks, like. Well, they're all they're all kind of. Everyone's kind of has shapes to them. Yeah. And it, it, definitely, the more important the character is, the more uh, detail goes. Detail they are, because like some of the background guys, like some of like the town guard, I guess, or like they're just their faces are only one way. Yeah, they're it's very like, weird. And, but they play with that very well with the animation because those characters only have one face, like one direction to them. Mm-hmm. If they go to turn or move, they move in a way that only a doll could move. Or like yeah. a, a carving. Or like a wood carving. Like it yeah. doesn't move like... The movie doesn't try to be... I, I don't want to say realistic because that's not the appropriate term. But it's one of the play with the notion that everything looks like dolls. Yeah. Yeah, they, they realize the characters look like dolls, that they can move like them. They're not supposed to move around like human beings. But it doesn't look bad. It flows beautifully. Yeah, like there's some really well choreographed uh, dance and fight scenes. Yes. The I think I think though that by comparison, and I, I hate to say this, the real world's boring compared to the land of the remembered and even the land of the forgotten. You don't see a lot of land forgotten. But what you see of it is very impactful because it's maybe it's because it's a direct contrast to the land of and the way they build it up. Movie has a lot of. Uh, I well, guess the, they know it's a lot of a lot of Americans, Canadians, non Mexican people seeing it. So they kind of have to explain some of yeah, these but, different ideas. Which, yeah. to be fair, they do a good job of. They do. They usually... for, for a kid's audience, they do exactly what they need to do when they explain the story. Very basic and quick and to the point. Like, they don't need to go into abstract detail. Yeah, and... just because you're explaining to kids doesn't mean that they're idiots. Yeah. They, the uh, the land of the remembered is, is a bright, happy, vibrant place. Like it's... Spider-Man being a skeleton. Spider-Man yeah. being a skeleton. It's a strange sort of parallel to it. It's like, oh, they're dead, so you, you, I guess maybe it's because we're growing up in the Western uh, mentality of how the afterlife looks. The land of the remembered is so visually different than anything I could think of. Like, when I think of heaven or an afterlife, that's not what I think of. Mm-hmm. But that's because of my upbringing and the way... Uh, you only get bright clothes in a party. Yo, Everyone's just, a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just don't think like that, but that's what it looks like there. and it's. I like that idea. It's <laughs> arguably a little bit better than Heaven normally is when you think about it, because it's very well visually put together. That's probably this film's, I think, strongest point. I guess the best way you can put it is it's it's pure happiness, even though they're dead. But I can kind of see why it's pure happiness. You see your family, you see your friends, even if they're past, you get to see them all forever. And this is like, a, let's straight, we'll say this right away: a very feel-good movie. You could totally take kids to this. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's for kids, definitely for kids. Oh, yeah. It? Despite the fact it has its a... Uh, you think the theme would be... Would be a little darker considering little dark. the theme yeah. and the well. way it's presented. But uh, no, it's a very kid-friendly story. And because this film has the option to be seen in 2D or 3D... Ooh, forgot about that. Would you recommend having people see it in 3D? Or is this better in 2D? I liked it in 3D. I'm not, it's I not... think it, it definitely added to the marionette-like qualities, I think. It added the depth... Like, when I took off my glasses to look at it for a sec, not because my eyes hurt, just because, it, it was 3D. Things were in the foreground. Yeah. It doesn't play any tricks with you. It doesn't exploit it. No, it do- things don't jump out at you. And it's definitely not too dark with them on, because this movie's very bright. Oh, yeah. Which... Maybe it toned it down and made it watchable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm normally very hesitant on 3D. It's This works for 3D. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. How about you, Ben? Would you say see it in 3D or 2D? Or? I would see. I would say see it in 3D. But I'm. All, I've always been kind of a cartoons are built for 3D. 
it, it's just so much easier and it's better to tweak little things. Live action is always kind of a 50-50 for me. We'll talk about the audio, which is both good and bad. And maybe it's because of our old age, but... Oh, I know what you're talking about. The thing that stands oh. out, to me at least, is the soundtrack. The premise of the story is they have the soldier guy... Uh, Joaquin. Joaquin, who has this medallion that protects him from all harm, and it basically turns him into a superhero. Yeah. Then on the other half of it, there's... Manolo. Manolo. I'm bad with names, so thank you yeah. for helping me in that right. regard. Who is, despite the fact he's raised to be a bullfighter because it's in his family heritage, uh, which is handled really well for a kid's movie, all things considered, he is a musician at heart. So ultimately, the fact that he plays songs sort of, you know... It's in the movie. A lot in the movie. Yeah. I think he has like two or three musicals. And if it's the same voice actor doing the singing, he's got a good voice. It sounds like him. It could be him. I don't Mm. know. The reason I bring it up, though, is a, um, the soundtrack has a small handful of 90s tunes to it. Fairly contemporary stuff. Yeah. Stuff that I don't think fits, like when he sings uh, Creep. Mm-hmm. That, that just seemed weird to me. It sounds good when he sings it, but then I'm like... Thank God they just didn't put it in the background and like... To forget about it? Yeah. Like just put it in the background, like the original version. The fact that he's actually singing it and it's it's been... I don't know what the word for it is. I don't want to say Mexicanized. <laughs> That's well, not it's, the word. It's, it's been toned down to be more uh, like an uh, acoustic, acoustic, acoustic guitar. Kind of, they they, they yeah. tone it to not, be a kind of a folk version, but uh, acoustic, acoustic version works. Yeah. Is that one? And then there's just a friend. That's it, uh, yeah. that's a breakup song, and it's placed in the movie weird. Maybe it's just because I actually know what the song's about. No, it's a joke thing though when they're using it. Yeah, I guess the joke but, characters are using it. Yeah. There's no characters who are, of course, play vo- one of those voiced by Cheech Meredith. But... Another one, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian. But that... outside of that, they're catchy, Some but like they're kind of... Fr- I hate to use this comparison. I really do. But there's no let it go here. It doesn't mm-hmm. have that Frozen-level quality song that will stand... Like, maybe it's I'm gonna, wrong. It's not, well, no, it, yeah, it doesn't have a... It doesn't have Disney's money behind it and it's not gonna have like that one song that goes on the box office but but what other songs are, like are the other songs from Frozen really that good I don't I didn't like that many of them I personally didn't care for Frozen at all and I think the song yeah. was overplayed but my, my the point I'm making is that the original songs I think are only okay like they work for the movie and they, they're well put together mm-hmm. but so they're okay yeah. they're just okay yeah yeah That's voice good. acting I'd say they did really well is it Weird to anybody else know that Chenny Tatum is absolutely in on the joke of the character he doesn't often play. He plays the joke of this character that he's this big, strong, bravado hero that's totally into himself and nobody else. He's absolutely... He's so vain, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He plays the character in a joking sense more than he plays the character in reality. Is that weird to anybody else? Mm-hmm. Car- Cartoons bring the, uh, the kid in heart. I guess, but... He... And also, I think... And the character had a lot of... All the characters have a lot more depth to them than that. Like, the character isn't so self-absorbed about himself. He has a lot of... He does grow by the end of the film. This, this movie... Yeah. Ev- no one feels out of place, which is an appropriate notion. And... I'd like well, to well, the villain. One person. Okay, I actually... I must have missed there this is conversation. One. Who is the one person that feels out of place? Ice Cube. Yeah, I actually... The neutral... 
Oh, what was his name? The candle. The candle maker. Yeah. Only well, because I think he has an actual name, but no, they only he, ever called him the candle, candle maker. maker. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the, because the candle maker is visually a little different than the rest. He doesn't have the trappings of the Day of the Dead about him. No, he's not. He's not sleek and slim. If that makes any sense, he looks like he's pulled from a different mythos in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that might be the point. And. Uh, but, and because he's voiced by Ice Cube, it's not like it's really it's it's it's, it's different. He doesn't visually fit in, in audibly. He he's Ice no. Cube. I said it this way. He reminds me of a black genie, like from Aladdin. He's trying to do a Robin Williams thing. Yeah, it's a bit more subdued, to be fair. A little bit, but I mean, it's still. I don't know. Not it, as entertaining it did, either. Yeah, it seemed a little too off. I, I think your mileage will vary on that one because I had no problem with it. Everyone else was amazing. There's a lot of there's a lot of well a lot of talent in there. There really like, is. Some of it's pretty uh tongue in cheek, like very Mexican. This movie has that I don't know if that's like a joke or something going on. Like when they when they do the p- p- map of Mexico, like the like the pulled away shot, it has a mustache. Like, well, they use a lot of Mexican no. voice actors and but the ones that are doing it are doing it in a comedic way because they're comedic characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they don't do it like they're not. They're, they're not attacking it. They're not trying to offend people. It's a joke. And personally, nowadays, I find people have lost their taste in racial jokes. I mean, I can see there is a difference between attacking and a joke. But some people seem to like ignore a joke sometimes and take it offensively, even if. Even if it's n- not even close to being a... F- That's something that could be brought up another time by other people. We're just reviewing the movie. The movie's not offensive. It's not... No, it's not actually offensive. Can we just agree that Ron Perlman is amazing in everything he does? No, he was pretty... Like, he wasn't... Of course. Like... like the weird thing is, is the... And this sounds wrong when I say it, but there's only one way to say it. The white voice actors. Let's say it like that. Yeah. The English voice actors, they don't really do the Spanish accent thing. They could, but they don't. Which, which I guess is okay, like, for Channing Tatum and, he, he does a, and Ron Perlman. Which is weird, because we know Ron Perlman can do one. Yeah, he can do a really good one. He's yeah. really good. Like, if you've, if you've watched Archer, he, he's in there and he does the accents. He's good. I didn't realize that was him for a long time. Neither did I until <laughs> you pointed it out. So we know he can do it, but he never really... He does it in passing sometimes. Like, you can hear hints of it. Okay. I, I think it's just because of, of how much, you know... Praise be to Ron Perlman, basically. And Gilmero puts him in most of his movies, so that's... Yeah. Gilmero knows how to make money. Um, he prints it, man. He prints it. <laughs> so the audio is... It's it's good. It, it The voice acting is good, but I think the soundtrack is weird at times. And again, I think that might just be because we're older, but... No, it's fair. It's, it's, the songs definitely are just, like, they're a bit out of left field. Yeah, it, it's something you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Does it make it bad? Not really. It just... It's something... It's, it's, I think it's not a bad use of licensed music to do it that way. No. It isn't. Because it, it's not... It's not shoehorned into place where it feels awkward. It, it yeah. makes sense. I hate to keep bringing this up, but to watch uh, Chinese Cater's territory, he, he has this heroic action moment where he jumps through the air and he poses against the moon. I'm like... Wait a second, I've seen that pose before. I look over Dixon and it's like, Batman, Batman. <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns, specifically. If you've you seen, know the one. If you've seen the cover of any version of The Dark Knight Returns, 
he hits that pose against the moon and Channing Tatum's character is almost like, what? That's something <laughs> no kid hopefully should ever know, but uh, if you've seen it, now you know. Uh, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. The movie also strangely has a bunch of, early on at least, there's a little bit of toilet humor. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. It wasn't foreground, but it was kind of midground. Anything else standing out for you? I'm trying to think of what else stands out for me, because a lot of it either is, is, is either based out of the visual presentation of it, because again, I found it very colorful and interesting visually, and that's where all that's where all I think all the strength of the film comes from. If I'm being completely frank, the problem with reviewing a movie like this, a kids movie, is it's just a kids movie. It's not exceptional like Lego Movie was, but at the same time, it's not horrendously bad. The only thing it's trying to do is teach kids about the Day of the Dead. And it does that. Not, it's I don't know how accurate it is. They've probably taken a ton of liberties to teach kids that concept. But, you know, it's it does what it wants to do. And it tells a story there. And the story, predictable, but it's still well told. Now that I think about it, there are a couple twists that I didn't... The movie... i trying to think of the best way to put this without spoiling it. The movie does a couple things that I wouldn't have expected it to do, even if all roads lead to the same exit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it ended like how you thought, but... It still follows the same beats, but sometimes the way it gets those beats is a little different, and that's... I give them credit for that to some degree. Um, hmm. Anything else stand up to you guys? Yeah. Okay, then we'll, uh, we'll just get into numbers then real quick. Hmm. I'll go first because, well... You may have noticed in this particular one, I let the, the reason I let Dixon handle the explanation of the movie is twofold. One, because I'm terrible with with foreign names, I'm gonna let the guy with a history degree handle that. The, he he handles it better. And two, I didn't hate the film, but I didn't think it was terribly exceptional either. Like, it's paint by numbers. It's just somebody did the paint by numbers with pretty colors that you wouldn't expect to use. It's visually very cool. It, the story's decently put together. I didn't have a problem even with the one voice actor we kind of were like, we agree to disagree on mm-hmm. in Ice Cube. The only two actors that are not Channing Tatum and Zoe Saldana, the only act, two actors I recognize are Danny Trejo and Cheech Marinin. And that's because Cheech Marinin it sounds like Cheech. I think that's the same voice. I think he just lives that character mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And it's not to say that they're bad because I mean, the comic relief characters are... They're funny, but they're not annoying. The villain... I actually give the story kind of credit with the villain. The villain is not... He's not muhaha devil evil. He's a guy who doesn't like his job. And considering his job is to guard a place where... It sucks. It's... All the time. It's like an ash... It's like Silent Hill, but nothing interesting happens. It's just covered in ash and everybody's sad. Yeah. 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 I, I would want to get out of that job... You know, I, I can't blame him for what he does. And he's not totally evil. He's He doesn't turn around by the end of the film, but he's like, eh, what can you do? Mm-hmm. It's a, The problem, again, is just that it, it's a kid's movie. And that's not to say I, he can't enjoy kid's movies. Like, we enjoyed Lego Movie, and there's other examples, like I think, kid's movies that I really enjoyed. But it's not offensive, but I don't think it's terribly interesting either. Your kids will, again, I think kids will like it. And I, it won't, I don't think any parents will be particularly offended by it. I don't know. I just... Maybe I was expecting something better and I didn't get it. Who knows? If 
I'm rating it, and I'm being objective, I'd have to give it a five. There are far worse movies that your kids will force you to watch. You know, we kind of... You're kind of right. I mean, there isn't a lot to talk about. It is... It's very visual. Mm-hmm. And... Like, The Land of the Remembered is absolutely beautiful. Very detailed. That's the one thing. They must have spent so much time putting a lot of detail into it. Like, when you look at the characters... Like, uh... uh what was the soldier's guy name again? Uh, Joaquin. Joaquin. Like, if you look at him when he's an adult, how much detail... His medals and all that. The medals, the bandolier, his butt. The bandolier, his, his hat. His chest, his hat. Like, everything about... There's so much detail into each character. You know, all the detail on, uh, like, his... I guess you can call it a jacket, but I don't think they really have jackets or anything. But his the, bullfighting outfit. Yeah, his bullfighting outfit. The like, little skulls and stars and yeah, buttons. Yeah, the skulls, the stars, the buttons. You know, there's... They have so much detail, yet, you know, if you were to make a puppet like this, it would probably take years to make one. Every character had so much detail. In fact, they don't linger on it. Yeah, like, yet they don't linger they on just, it. They don't sit there. They don't have the characters like, oh, yeah, showing just, it off. There's just this detail, and we're just going to fly past it. And you're, <laughs> yeah. It's like they ignore, like, the way the movie plays, they ignore the detail, but it's all there. You could watch it and probably notice five different things every time you watch it. Anyway, I kind of went off in a different direction no, there. But, but yeah, like, it's so, like, uh, the land of the remembered is so bright, so colorful, so happy, even though it's a place of death, technically. Everyone's mm. dead, but everyone's happy. And apparently and everyone can die again. Yeah, they didn't dwell on that much, but that kind of did confuse me when uh, the... Uh, the, or the guardian, Ron there. Perlman. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. When so he said, it's "Like yeah, somebody, it's like could like wipe you out." I was like, "Wait, you can go somewhere else." It confused me a little bit, but they didn't dwell on that, and probably yeah. good they didn't. Yeah, because that would have got really confusing really quick. That's a good thing. They made it simple. Yeah. For a kids' cartoon, you gotta be simple. But the greatest thing I about I liked about this, they didn't treat their audiences like idiots. They knew a lot of them were going to be kids. They knew adults were going to be watching it too. And they just kept it simple, but not re- like absolutely dumb. They didn't have to remind you every five minutes what was going on. And I like I like a movie that respects their audience. It, I find it hard to come by nowadays, to be perfectly honest. Like they tell a story that's not even you know like American or Canadian would ever really know much about. But they still get it across. They still get enough details through. That was a wonderful thing. I actually was very happy about this. I don't really have too much of a problem. There was the odd point. Like Ice Cube kind of did... He was out of place, I would say. More than anything. There was the odd thing that felt out of place. But overall, I would actually rate it a 7. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Personally, I would probably I'm probably gonna buy this. Oh, but I'm also a big fan of cartoons. That kind of different direction, different taste, different taste, different That's taste. Yeah. How about you, Dixon? Not a not a perfect movie. Uh, I thought <clears throat> they spent a lot of time in the explanation of the holiday, which makes sense. They have to get up this point of the land of the remembered and forgotten across because it's yeah. a really important thing, and I think it drags a little bit. And it's too fast in some parts. Like I, th- I think uh, 
the pacing's all over the place. At times, yeah. Like, uh, they spend... Like, the whole when Maria comes back and after the bullfight, that seems too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The proposals bit. and all that. It, it just happens too fast. But then they spend a lot of time in the land of the remembered, which is great to break it up. But it just seemed that, like, at times it's slow, then it's fast. And, yeah, like, there's so much visual detail to the characters. I kind of wish the movie had slowed down a little bit so I could take it all in a bit more. And I thought there was a lot of depth to the story. There's a lot of morals being told here, like, about the holiday, about, like, living in your parents' shadow and doing what you want. And I liked how every character, most of the characters were fairly, like, three-dimensional and real. Like, Channing Tim's character isn't just this... He's not self-aggrandizing. The, he's not boob. The, he's not the stereotype. Like, like there's a moment where you know, a uh, spoiler. He's about to marry Maria, and she says yes. And he, even though he's stopped by other things in the movie, you can see there were like he's hesitant. Like he knows it's not quite right. Oh, but yeah, she yeah. says it, and he picks up on that. Yeah, because she says, uh, "I'll I'll marry you, like yes for mm-hmm. the town." And then like a lot of uh, love triangles. It's not like he's the total asshole. And it's not even like you have two guys that are nice guys, but they hate each other because they both like the same girl. Yeah, they don't ever feel like they really hate each other. You know, it's never that feeling where no. it's like, oh, you want her too? Well, I well, fucking fuck. hate you. Well, fuck, fuck you. You. <laughs> yeah. you don't ever get that. No, fair enough. And like you said, Ron Perlman's character Zabalba, even he's not like mustache twirling evil. And the movie's kind of also about love and stuff and. I enjoyed it. I liked all the d- different characters they introduced, like the Sanchez family. Like that, something I've never seen in a movie because they've never dealt with the afterlife like this. Like, you usually don't get people's ancestors and dead relatives helping them. No. And when a character dies, usually it means something. But here, it's kind of like oh. at one point it's used like it te- it's used to tell the story, Manolo. It's used to like hammer like it's used again with his father, but with his grandmother, it's used as a joke. Yeah. Like. And that's, in, that's neat to me. It is certainly unique. I can't think of any other film that plays the death of a character in so many ways. And it probably is in a, a kid's of, film. In like, a kid's film in particular. And I think it helps so tremendously that in this movie, death is... is the afterlife. It's part is, of something. It's just part yeah. of something, yeah. It's part of life. And they introduced that very well in the beginning. And even like the, the soundtrack, I didn't mind it. I thought there were some, really, some really good songs here. And I was almost weeping at some points in this movie. Like, just, like, there's there's some feels here. Fair enough. That's very true. I'd give it a 7. But I think this is kind of the off-the-beaten-path, off-kilter kind of animated film that I I was more raised on. I had all the Disney stuff, too, but I watched a lot of Rankin-Bass and Ralph Bakshi, like, ma- like, the, like um, Magic Voyage, The Fool, like, a lot of other animated stuff so this doesn't seem that different from like this seems like something I would have watched as a kid okay. Wallace and Gromit like just other stuff yeah and, and that's fine I, I was I don't want to say I was primarily raised on Disney so that might color it I think it does a little bit to some degree uh, I have the first Ralph Bashke, uh Rankin Bass movie I saw rather or was it Ralph Bashke? it was Wizard that's uh, uh, Ralph Bashke. Yeah, that's Ralph Bashke. I, I can't I sometimes can't even tell the two apart that's how little of their work I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's something to do with the fact that I was raised as more of a Disney kid growing up. That's that's entirely a factor I hadn't thought of till now. Huh. Well, not me. I was I was raised on things like Five Old Goes West and Don Bluth. Uh, Don. Yeah, a lot of Don Bluth stuff. Well, Don Bluth was Disney, but uh, yeah, then for he like kinda, for oh, one out. or two movies. Yeah. And he did his own thing. He did a lot of own things. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
So maybe that's got something to do with it. Uh, the thing is, though, either way, I, I gave it a five. That, that's not a fail. No, 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 no. So. It, it's acceptable. It's and the fact totally. is, maybe, you know, you're just... Well, you say it's for... For you, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And I see this as a kid's movie, but I like kid's movies sometimes. Yeah. I, I do, too. Maybe this one just didn't hit it for me. Who knows? Fair enough. It's... it's Again, I hate Starlight Comparison, but it's not the Lego movie. I was trying to think about this in the Lego movie. I think the Lego movie... For me, I like I like it. I think a little more, but I, like this definitely has a lot of heart put into it. It has, and I don't think it has much of a budget. Well, no. there's no way it did. And I think because it's got a, the characters are more fleshed out, and it's got it's trying to tell more morals. It's not as focused on the feels like in Lego Movie. Yeah, specifically towards Lego Movie is a uh, final the big feel at the end. Yeah, one. Uh, maybe I shouldn't bring this up now, but one, like, one thing I kind of think about the movie, two things that I, I thought that were bad. Well, I just know. forgot about to mention them. The metal, I don't really feel it was necessary. It's kind of a weird plot. It only serves as a reason to bring the villain into town when really he could have just conveniently showed up then. Yeah. I guess it gives a reason for him to show up, but like you didn't need to have it. It would have been better mm-hmm. if it had made Joaquin more of a jerk by having it. Yeah. And it kind of did, but not really. The whole... I understand they're trying to make this book a life thing. Maybe they'll make this a series or something. So they're trying to make the book, the fact that it's a book, important. But I don't know why you had to have like the tour guide and kids thing to... The frame to, bri- to, to frame that. Yeah. It didn't seem necessary. But in any event, I think at the very least what we can agree on is... If you haven't seen a trailer for this movie check out the trailer and if it's something that catches your eye it would be something worth seeing in theaters I think that'll be a, um, I think it'll be us for tonight That's this is the Three Guys Podcast signing out uh, we will see you next time good night folks good night bye